Welcome back, everybody. This is Hypo, an ISA podcast where we talk about the industry's favorite topic, millennials. Hi, I'm Allison, Director of Marketing and Communications for ISA. I'm also a millennial, and I'm here to dive into the industry and showcase the voices of high-potential young leaders who are killing it and making a career within the channel. On today's episode, we have with us a very special guest, Kayla Jane McLaughlin from Surplus and Done. And Kayla, do you want to just tell me a little bit of uh, what you do at Surplus and Done? Absolutely. So here at Surplus and Done, I am the director of our inside operations. So as a manufacturer rep firm, not only do we have a field sales team, but we also have warehouse lines that will buy and sell. We hold consignment. And my role is to support those initiatives, as well as any IT in our infrastructure for Surplus and Done. Awesome. Wow. A lot of responsibility. And I'm going to ask the question that like you're not supposed to ask, but it's a hypo podcast. It's about like young people. Can you tell me how old you are? I am 25. Hell yeah. Very nice. Very nice. My most burning question is I'm curious about any strategy that you were able to take away from ISA 21 that you thought, okay, I've learned this now and I want to bring it back to my company. Absolutely. So You know, this is quite the buzzword is keeping your technology up to date and staying automated and whatnot. And so if there is anything ISA taught me, it has trained me to think of absolutely every single task I do and then go a step further and say, how do I automate this? How do I make this easier for not only myself, but my team and provide a pathway for this, uh, you know, for example, online e-commerce sale if I can automate this, I can do more sales and I can service my customer faster. So big takeaway from ISA was you got to be ready for more. You have to be ready to service your customer. How do I do that quickly? So here I'll sit here, I'll get an order, I'll manually input it and I'll think, okay, how can I make this better? And that is something that was really prevalent during a majority of the sessions and breakouts. You know, at the end of the day, Regardless, we'll see that there is obviously an economic downfall, but there's still a customer to service. And in our industry, especially, you know, construction, infrastructure, machinery, manufacturing, Mm -hmm. that didn't shut down. And ISA reminded us that there is still that demand there and we have to fulfill it. And that's not changing. Yeah, absolutely. Automation, you know, like that work smarter mentality. I feel like you can take that away and apply it to a bunch of ways um, in companies, but I feel like it's interesting from your perspective too, because that's, you know, that's, you're right. Like we didn't shut down. Like we, there was stuff that we needed no matter what was happening this past year. So how important is it to you to be involved in your whole company strategy, how you're going to be a part of what's happening? How important is it to you to be like there in the process, understanding like the whole picture? So frankly, couldn't have asked a better company. Surplus Dunn & Company was founded in 1889. And to Mm -hmm. this day, we are still operating on a system that's, uh, I don't want to say before 1990, but it is. So needing someone in our younger demographic to be there to say, listen, I know we've been doing it this day for 30 years, but you need a talent force now that can already knows the reality of what a system in 2020 looks like. I mean, the basics, right? The internet and ordering and what good looks like, what great looks like. Because frankly, if we don't have that next generation of talent, the cost of training, 
and investing in new material to train a team that is based on something from 1990, it's going to be exponential. It's going to be dangerous and it's going to be risky. So that next generation involvement will help not only alleviate those costs, you'll reduce the time it takes to get your company acclimated and really bring it up to speed. And then some, you know, our generation is the one looking out for not just what is now, but what's to come Mm -hmm. as well. So we can bring ourselves to 2021, but something I ask myself is, okay, this is how I do it today. How long will this process last me before I need to reevaluate it? Yeah. Future forward. So Surplus Done has clearly been welcoming of that, right? I mean, how is that going? (laughs) Absolutely. So one thing about us millennials is we're very much... Uh, we're very entrepreneurial. And I don't mean that in, oh, new product, new business. I just mean that in new creative ideas that may not have been tested before. Mm-hmm. And Surplus Stunning Company, even our parent company, Ancora, has been nothing short of, if you believe in it, try it and just let us know what happens. You know, I have my faith in you. Give it a whirl. And that's where we are with all things NetSuite and our Amazon platforms and even things like Zoom. They are so open to new ideas, to new processes and changing what we've been doing since 1889. Yeah. Really, really, you know, you don't want stubborn. You don't want micromanage. You want the generation that comes in and says, here are my new ideas. Let me try them. And then you want the the freedom to be able to do that. And the the trust really is what it comes down to. Well, yeah, especially this year. I mean, this was the year of new ideas, correct? Like everybody had to kind of figure out how it was going to go from this this way to, I guess, the old way to this way. So exactly. It's great to hear of like companies leading that portion of the channel, like forward in that way. It's nice to hear that there, there are companies that are open to that millennial perspective. I know we talk about millennials all the time in this channel. It was a topic of education at ISA 21, you know, next gen talent, um, something that is obviously near and dear to my heart. So it's just, it's great to hear. Um, So I have to, I have to ask you, you know, back to ISA 21, not just ISA. ISA 21, what of the sessions that that you saw was your favorite? So a few here. I mean, how can we deny how much fun the innovation workshop was? Yeah. That was probably the fan favorite if you had to take a vote. Just a nice creative brainstorm with people that have been in the same industry for years, the same products, same customers. So that was Truly a fun one, but in terms of value, and this is actually kind of a a bit of a pivot. So my team, we all have the ability to work from home, excluding our warehouse personnel. And with that, four of my team members work permanently from home. So I sat in on the evolution of work from home roundtable. And frankly, the woman I had the pleasure of connecting with in those random breakout rooms, it was it was three three women, and they'd all been doing very similar roles for a very long time and mm-hmm. really only required a computer and laptop. And so going into that session, I was like, yeah, I'm going to get advice on how to work with my team that's all at home and how to better monitor them. And they're like, yeah, nothing really changed. They do the same thing. And so that challenged me to think, okay, you know, clearly not everyone needs that as engaging of a work from home mm-hmm. environment. And so from that session, I kind of took away, if this is what this team is doing, what do I need to do to make sure my team is working, is engaging? How do I, you know, things that really come in questions that we need to consider for work from home is how does my job working at home impact the people there? 
How does my connectivity impact people that actually have to bear more of a load? And so kind of just having that open mind of all those questions that were prompted as well, you know, how do you keep tabs on your team? We've yeah. looked at so many analytics programs on Outlook and Zoom, and we look at our sales numbers and the frequency of calls that are coming in. And we actually can, you know, we can see how many people are answering what calls, all these, it's all about data at this point now. And, mm-hmm. you know, how do we respect that they're at home, but at the same time, make sure the job's getting done. And so sitting mm-hmm. in those breakout rooms, uh, it, it really just challenged me further to, to ask myself, how do I track this? Because I can see that it doesn't look like much has changed. Yeah. And that's a problem for such an engaging company like ours. Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting topic. Obviously, it's a topic that I think anybody could enjoy, but you know, it's fun to hear that from your perspective, like you are managing a team, like you are in charge of their success for work from home, even like outside of the productivity aspect, kind of understanding like, do they have what they need? Do they, are they losing their minds? Right, <laughs> like, right. exactly. They've gone outside today, things like that. So I'm kind of, um, I'm like thrilled that you enjoyed that session. The really cool thing about Surplus Stone and Companies, we did see this change coming and we really love our people. Mm-hmm. And so when some of our personnel wanted to relocate to be closer to family or whatnot, we actually established an extent of work from home. Yeah. We designed servers that could be accessible from anywhere. And we kind of had that hybrid of work from home, coming to the office. Mm-hmm. We only had two people permanently from home. And even then one from Wisconsin still drives in. But now since we've shifted to a much heavier percentage of work from home and even our field sales team, if they can't visit their branches and their customers, mm-hmm. they're at home. What are they doing? Right. And now it just comes down to if the new norm is everyone is at home, how do we make sure that that's still appreciated? You know, we're letting you work from home. How are you showing us that you, you appreciate the privilege that it really is to have the comfort of being at home? Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, I think the best way to put it is, is the, is the job getting done is mm-hmm. what's getting done need to be getting done. And if it's not, there's your answer, right? Yeah. And with my first job, I was in a commodity management for electrical switch gear. And it, as a commodity manager, a lot of sourcing new products, a lot of walking on the warehouse floor, a lot of seeing things that you have to hold in your hand to attest to the quality. So that was a role where I would never imagine the ability to work from home, but here at surplus as a managing, directing, you know, more of a strategy role, I can do it from home, but to do it to the best of my ability, I like to be there. I like to walk. I like to engage mm-hmm. and kind of have that um, support. And even at the end of the day, give our customers the confidence that their products are being looked at, their orders are getting out and yeah. someone there physically taking care of them. In terms of like the ISA 21 content, what was a session that you think everybody our age should have seen. Every I'm, millennial should have seen it. I am really glad you asked this. I think there's two of them. And one was the kickoff session where they brought in MSC and they talked about the repositioning of MSC. Yeah. And I say that because MSC been around for 80 years, family business, and they constantly talked about how they had to transform. They mm-hmm. had to grind. And very often millennials are considered, um, lazy and not willing to work hard. And I love that the repositioning of MSC session really said, you don't have a choice, but to work hard. You need to show up. You need to grind. There's no such thing as an eight hour day anymore. And I think we kind of all need to be reminded of that in this industry. We all, we all want to grow. We all want to succeed. We all want more. And the MSC one 
really emphasized how you just always have to be thinking and on your feet and pushing yourself. And then the second one I would recommend was um, Alan Bewley. And oh, the- Alan, Alan Bolio. Yes. For my team. Yeah. He actually, so Jim surplus has actually introduced him to me before via his webinars, mm-hmm. extremely intelligent man. And I think in our position right now, millennials are at that point where they're making substantial purchases. They're still paying off loans. We're unsure of where the federal government's headed. Now's the time to buy. And he really provided a lot of great, frank insight, especially for us right now. We're right in the middle point of not living with mom and dad anymore, haven't saved up enough to retire. And so just as being a responsible millennial, knowing what we're looking for in careers and knowing what we're looking for in the long run, I would absolutely recommend watching that or at least visiting his content. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, we typically um, are able to have Alan Bolio at our closing session every ISA and always like a crowd pleaser to, to hear like what's to come. I think millennials specifically are very interested in the future because like, it's not been promised to us as like this golden, you know, opportunity. The future is not as beautiful as maybe it would have been for some of our uh, parents growing up. I mean, maybe I'm naive in assuming that people always look to the future in a positive way, but I'm thinking after 2020, maybe not so much. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's just been, uh, it's been an interesting perspective the last couple of years. I think um, Alan provided some really amazing insight for the future. So yeah, I can obviously see where like, you know, we'd want every millennial to be aware of like what's going on with their lives because, you know, your employees' lives are absolutely going to be like affected. They're going to be bringing that to the office or the work from home office with them. So it's, it's good to know like what's to come. If there's anything that ISA told us, it's that we still have a customer to service. Mm-hmm. And another big key takeaway that I thought was almost comical. We were talking about it with our sales manager this morning and he was saying, I hope you get a kick out of this, but you know, preface the story with when, when COVID hit, we Mm -hmm. gave all of our field sales teams the full Zoom licenses so they could host meetings, so they could talk to their customers as face-to-face as possible, show products, whatnot. And so we're joking around this morning and saying, you know, now there's almost this shift of before you come visit my branch, let me pre-qualify you. Let's jump on a Zoom call. Let's talk before we waste each other's time. Uh-huh. I almost, you know, as a millennial, I almost relate it to, you know, online dating or something, right? <laughs> you, you can um, do a Zoom or a FaceTime before meeting in person. But taking it back to the business, it's almost it's almost an extra benefit. You don't want to waste any time. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you close the deal in that minute, you have that conversation, you get that information and you save the gas, you save the mileage, you know, Zoom is so much more than just an alternative. It can really be a, a platform to help save some other resources and, you know, not have an excuse, I guess, for why you didn't connect, why you didn't have a chance to talk with them. Yeah. Zoom, WebEx, all of them. I mean, I don't know a day I haven't used some sort of video platform since COVID hit. Yeah you know, over a year ago now. <laughs> That's funny. That It's a good point. I mean, it is a time saver. I, I definitely think that we will see changes to how business is done after this year. I mean, I don't think Zoom's going anywhere. I think it's going to be at all. like an integral part of the sales process. Like you said, it's interesting to think about like pre-qualifying, you know, 
it would be fascinating to see like what companies really bring that into their sales model, just like right. the qualifying lead. Yeah. So maybe you're not headed out to the branch until, you know, like it's a, it's a warm lead or. Exactly. And even at the same time using, you, you just mentioned your sales, your sales strategy, right? There's a very traditional, okay, here's my call plan. Here's my cold call list. Well, what's stopping us from doing a Zoom invite instead? And Zoom technology has just made it so accessible where you don't need the latest and greatest and the finest of microphones and cameras and software. You just click a link and you, you're at least in with audio on your phone. And so if you take that to your sales plan, right, instead of that classic, I'm going to make 10 cold calls and take notes, it's I'm going to do 10 meetings. I'm going to have a product in my hand. I'm going to answer questions. And most importantly, and our leadership will attest to this, is I'm going to make a face-to-face connection. Mm. And that's that's huge. I mean, we make judgments about people looking at them and how they come off. And Zoom can really, Zoom, I keep saying Zoom, but any video software yes. platform can help enhance that sales channel, especially if you have that personality for it. You see that so much better. Video really is better than a phone call. You know, so it's, I don't know if you were able to see um, virtual selling, our our, uh, workshop on virtual selling with Marcus Sheridan. He kind of uh, hits home like the ways that you can really enhance a video call. That was so (laughs) cool. It's on demand for you. If you didn't get to see it, it'll be on demand. I will, for sure. He um, talks about the, you know, face-to-face contact and and being able to read people's body language via, right. you know, and also just increasing the way that you come off on camera as like a positive thing. You know, if you're centered in your screen and <laughs> you're smiling and you're engaged and just kind of being like there for it, it definitely is such like a personal touch to put on, you know, your, your presentation skills and be able to present yourself that way. So um, I'm really glad you brought that up. That's an interesting one. Yeah, it's Zoom, WebEx, whatever it is. Like it's it's a way to connect that we certainly were not utilizing before. You're so right. Even with the classic, oh, I have a Zoom call. I'm going to keep my pajama pants on. It, it, it doesn't matter. The product's not changing. The information about the product, the price isn't changing. But by having that video connectivity in a limited time, you have an opportunity really to come off as a intelligent professional and personable connection, business partner, whatever that is that you don't have over the phone. And another, a funny quick point is uh, whenever, you know, my boss or someone on my team were on a Zoom call and they kind of drift away or they look distracted, (laughs) it's immediate, hey, pay attention, I can see you on your screen and everyone's Kayla Jane, thank you so much (laughs) for your time and um, your commentary and your, uh, your, participation in this. It's been wonderful. Um, I really, I really do appreciate you jumping on this. It's been uh, thrilling to hear like a millennial's perspective on I say 21. It it's clear that you've got like plenty of strategy and content to bring back to your company. So um, I'm thrilled to hear it. And I know we look forward to having you at the next ISA event. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Thank you so much for the opportunity. And, you know, if anything, I'm that much more excited to not only apply, but to see, go in person and and like we're just saying, make those personal connections. And yeah, it's, it's an exciting organization to be a part of. So thank you for the opportunity to talk today. Thank you so much.